baseball is in full swing. NBA playoffs are heating up, and your NFL team is gearing up for training camp. Listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the Odyssey app. The biggest sports radio stations in the country providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams all in one place. Exclusive interviews with players, coaches, and team executives streaming live and always available on demand. Stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the Odyssey app. Kathy Hochul made history this summer when she took the oath of office and became New York's first female governor. I discharge my duties of the office of governor of the state of New York, of the office of governor of the state of New York, to the best of my ability, the best of my ability, so help me God, so help me God. But it was something else she announced that day, her first day on the job, that even now, almost five months later, continues to drive a political debate over public health. Governor Kathy Hochul taking charge in Albany, announcing today a mask mandate for schools and plans for a vaccine mandate for teachers. The new governor also promised... It's hard to deny that masks in schools offers important protection for our kids and their teachers. The real debate is over at what cost? Risk versus reward. The fact of the matter is a child in New York State is like a hundred times more likely to die in a car accident than to die of COVID-19. We don't want any deaths, but there's no guarantees in life for anything we do. That's the voice of Bruce Blakeman. He's the brand new county executive in Nassau who's challenging Governor Hochul's authority in imposing a mask mandate in schools. In this week's 880 In-Depth, Blakeman lays out his arguments for us, but we also hear from a prominent New York pediatrician who just can't understand why the fight is even taking place. And during that time, we don't wear masks to prevent disease transmission. All we're going to do is encourage the creation of more and more variants. And the concern is that one of those variants will be completely vaccine evasive. Welcome to 880 In-Depth. I'm Tim Scheldt. Full disclosure, I hate masks. I hate the thought of them. I hate wearing them. But I do when I need to. That doesn't make me any better or smarter than anyone else. It makes me compliant with the laws and mandates in the places I live and work. I completely get the debate over masks in schools. This is a parent from Nassau County last summer who spoke to our reporter, Sophia Hall, about the governor's mask mandates in school. It is an emotional topic. I'm not anti-mask or even anti-vax. I'm pro-choice, pro-parental choice. It's the mandates that I have the issue with. Outside of some anti-mandate protests in some communities over the past many months, the issue seemed to be dying down a bit. And then came Bruce Blakeman. Republican from Nassau County, who surprised incumbent Laura Curran, the Democrat. The margin of victory? Just over 2,000 votes. Literally minutes after taking the oath of office in early January, Blakeman laid out his own plans to take on the COVID fight. We will continue to encourage and support free vaccinations, 
free testing to minimizing health risks while recognizing that the economic, social, and mental health consequences must be considered when managing this pandemic. He also says he will not enforce the governor's mask mandate. And I will lobby Albany to keep our kids in school and not force them to wear masks. And no mask or vaccine requirement was necessary to attend his inauguration, which was indoors at the Cradle of Aviation Museum. Nassau County is not in crisis. Our hospital admissions are rising, but at a manageable and predictable rate. Reason and common sense must supplant hysteria. County Executive Blakeman spent time with 880 In-Depth this week, and our reporter Peter Haskell... And the conversation started this way. Why are we fighting about masks? I really don't know because here we are in the midst of the pandemic. We have the Omicron variant. It's very, very contagious, but it's not deadly. And people need to get back to normal because we're not measuring the psychological damage that we're doing to our children. I hear it from parents all the time that their children don't want to wear the masks. They, they feel like every day they go to school, it's high anxiety about COVID-19. And here's a, here's a fact. The fact of the matter is a child in New York State is like 100 times more likely to die in a car accident than to die of COVID-19. We don't want any deaths, but there's no guarantees in life for anything we do. And we have to take a look at the risk and we have to look at what the collateral damage could be. And I think think we're hurting our children at this point. And uh, the CDC just came down today and said that only the N95 masks are 90% effective. So we haven't been using the N95 masks. It makes no sense to keep our children masked in school. Would you favor a mask mandate with N95 masks? No, because basically our young people are not getting seriously ill. So if you equate this to the flu, right now the Omicron variant for kids is the equivalent of the flu. I've been told that by scientists and doctors, and even they say it. It's highly contagious, but it's not deadly for our children. It does not cause serious illness in the vast, vast majority. The likelihood of a child getting seriously ill from COVID-19 right now with the Omicron variant is 0.001. But children's hospitals have reported a dramatic spike in admissions. There has been a slight spike in admissions for children, and that was predictable because of Christmas and New Year's and all the celebrations and the families getting together and the startup of school again. But you have to remember one thing, that there are a lot of people that use hospitals as their primary care facilities rather than their private physician or an urgent care center. I guess the question is this. The governor is the governor. You disagree with her. Why are we fighting about this? Does she not have the authority to do this? I would like to have a conversation with the governor 
where she explains what the metric was for requiring kids to wear masks and what is the metric for ending children wearing masks. If there is science, let's see the data. Let's see the clinical trials. Let's see the clinical studies. We haven't seen any of that. I would like to see that. There's a body of scientific evidence that show masks are beneficial. You can argue to what extent, but I'm just curious if she has the authority, she's up for re-election. If people don't like what she's doing, they'll vote her out. Isn't that the way it's supposed to work? The governor likes to talk about the law and who has the power. So on the one hand, she's threatening school board members to remove them from office if they don't follow the mask mandate. But we have a district attorney in Manhattan who willfully will not prosecute criminals. He won't follow the law. And she has the power to do something about that. She hasn't threatened him. So I, I think she's got to be consistent. Is she trying to protect the public or not? So the district attorney in Manhattan should follow the law. But you can decide if you want to follow state regulations in Nassau. The United States Supreme Court is hearing, has heard actually, they're deciding uh, a case on whether mandates are constitutionally uh, permissible. And then I'm sure they will opine if they are permissible in some instances, what the criteria is. So uh, the Supreme Court will have the final say on whether the governor has the authority to do that. And as if on cue, the U.S. Supreme Court did rule on vaccine mandates this week. We begin tonight with a big setback for President Biden from the Supreme Court, blocking his vaccine mandate for large businesses. The blow to the president's plan to fight COVID. To be clear, the Supreme Court doesn't have a case before it challenging a state's right to declare a health emergency and impose a mask mandate on schools or even businesses. And even in the case of state mandates on vaccines, the Supreme Court has sided with states. But Blakeman isn't backing down. He made a trip to Albany this week where he was critical of the governor for threatening to yank funding from school boards that weren't compliant. All I'm asking for is for each school district to have a choice. We're not saying you can't wear a mask. We're saying that children and their parents should have the choice. Parents should decide and have the ability to decide whether they want to send their kids to school with a mask. If the governor shows us scientific data on the metrics, then at least then we can have a conversation about whether I'm right or she's right. But so far, there has no been, there's been no scientific data. So I, I think there is no science behind this. There was a study that came out a few days ago on masks. And basically what it found was cloth masks are okay, surgical masks are good, KN95 masks are better, and N95 masks are best. Do you not believe the survey or you disagree with it? So if the governor was truly interested in the welfare of our children, and if she truly believed that masks would protect them from getting seriously ill, 
how come she is not provided with every school provided every school district with masks for students and teachers? I guess part of it is this. Does this undermine faith in government and public health? If we're going to have these battles over and over, is this good for our country and our society? I believe that we should have faith in government, but that faith cannot go unchecked. We have important constitutional and individual rights in America, and it's we the people, not we the government. If you go back to the pre, if you go back to the pre-Civil War and then after the Civil War, we're approaching Martin Luther King Day uh, this Monday. The government protected segregationists. The government was wrong then. The government can be wrong, and it's up to good people, fair-minded people, to check the government when they believe the government is wrong, because it's the government of the people, not the government of the government. But she is the authority to do this. We could talk about this all day, but to me, it's about a functioning civil society. And I'm wondering if you see some middle ground here, or is this going to be fought about till the end of COVID? So, so basically, you're saying that her authority is unfettered. I'm not. Do you think the governor has an ulterior motive here, that she wants kids masked for some other reason than public health? I would not attribute any nefarious motives to the governor. I... I'm sure that she is a good person. We have a disagreement on policy, and we should have a conversation and a debate about policy, and we can do so without name-calling and without threats. That's what I would like to see. I want to see that scientific data, which so far I haven't seen. I haven't seen one clinical trial. I haven't seen the governor's metrics. I would love to see that. Maybe she could convince me that I'm wrong. But I just cited a study that came out this week about the fact that masks work. That's not true. That study said that the mask that most kids are wearing is only 30% effective. So we're going to make kids wear masks when they don't want to with all of the collateral damage that comes with wearing a mask so that 30% of the kids... Uh, are are better off in transmitting the disease. What we're seeing is we've had a mask mandate for six months now, and we're seeing that coronavirus has never been more contagious. So it's not working. And if something's not working, you got to look to do something else like I did, which I increased the number of test kits five times that we were giving out for free to our residents so they could test themselves. Like I set up vaccination pods for people who wanted free vaccinations. And to keep our schools open for teachers that wanted a KN95 mask, I provided over 50,000 masks to our, our school teachers. Those are material things. I'm, I believe we should fight the coronavirus, but we have to use common sense and we have to use science. And so far, there's no science that says that kids are materially better off wearing a mask than they would without. Isn't part of this about the common good? If my kid has asthma or somebody has diabetes or leukemia, we try to protect them. 
Isn't that part of this? Oh, I, absolutely. And those kids should wear an N95 or a KN95 mask. If you have a child that is vulnerable uh, to the coronavirus because they have an underlying condition, they should wear a mask. But if they wear a mask, they have 90% protection if they wear the right mask. It doesn't matter what the other kids are wearing. If they're wearing the N95 or the KN95, that's the whole point. At some point, there's got to be some common sense to this. It just seems that masks have become part of this culture war, this partisan divide, where people don't want to reach across the aisle and say, let's find a middle ground so we're not fighting about public safety, which seemingly we all want. Yeah, so I would agree with you. That's why I said make masks optional. And that's why I gave KN95 masks to teachers who were afraid to come teach kids so we could keep our schools open. That's why I gave out 200,000 test kits for free to our residents and set up a free vaccination card. Those are material things that we can do. The whole mask issue is just a false sense of security. It, it, it's not materially benefiting our kids. There's a .0001 chance that they're going to get seriously ill. So, uh, you know, they haven't made any kind of common sense case for, wearing, for making kids wear masks. Nassau County Executive Bruce Blakeman with our Peter Haskell. Risk versus reward. What is the risk of unmasking our kids in school? Are the fears of negative impact founded in what we know about COVID and now the Omicron variant? We wanted to hear from a medical expert on the issue. Dr. Shettle Shaw is a pediatrician and a neonatologist. We've spoken to him from time to time about COVID on In-Depth, and we connected again with him this week on the topic. Dr. Shaw is the immediate past president of the New York Chapter 2 of the American Academy of Pediatrics. He spoke with our Peter Haskell. Do masks work? Masks work. Masks are effective at preventing transmission for airborne diseases. They are effective at preventing transmission of COVID. The Center for Disease Control's most recent uh, update on masks lists 18 major large studies of various different types which demonstrate the efficacy of masking to prevent COVID and there are almost 100 studies overall on the importance of masking. Uh, uh, I think it was last year um, or, or actually relatively recently, uh, Duke University Medical Center looked at North Carolina schools and found that if students are appropriately masked and vaccination rates are high, the risk of COVID is really no different than the risk of influenza prior to the onset of the pandemic. So if you were open for school in 2018 and open for school in 2019, you should be open for school during the pandemic as long as students are appropriately masked and vaccination rates are high. And that means schools should be doing everything they can to encourage all of the children who are greater than five years old to be fully immunized. There, there are some who argue that kids are unlikely to get very sick 
and that the masks that, that they're forced to wear in school basically do more harm than good. What do you say to that? I say we just have to look at the numbers, right? 7% of all of the pediatric cases that we've had since the pandemic began occurred in a single week. We've lost over 800 children since the pandemic began from what is now essentially a vaccine preventable disease. And last week, 571 children in New York state were hospitalized. So, you know, we people say all the time that children don't die from COVID in large numbers or children don't get sick in large numbers. But people forget that, you know, the beauty of childhood is <laughs> ideally no child should die and specifically no child should die from something that's preventable. And we're losing sight of that when it comes to discussing the importance of masking and the importance of preventative measures like vaccination. There's a, another thought that just the kids who are particularly vulnerable need to be masked. The other kids can go about their business. Yeah, I, I don't. First of all, no one has ever specifically looked at that as a public health strategy. So what we're really doing is speculating on top of conjecture. <laughs> um, what we do know is that when everyone is universally masked, disease is held at bay. And particularly, that's particularly true for, for COVID. Um, and we need to be really cognizant, right? We're, we're in a pretty worrisome time. Even though cases are beginning to level off this week compared to last week, one of the major reasons that cases went up so dramatically is because people traveled over the holidays and because people are spending a lot of time indoors. My big worry is that by the time le- rates begin to somewhat stabilize after the holiday surge, we'll be heading right into the February vacation where we're going to have large numbers of children traveling all over the country again. And because we have such disparate vaccination rates from state to state, a lot of those kids are going to become uh, carriers of disease, particularly if they're not vaccinated. It seems this has become just another political wedge issue. Why do you think that is? I think it's one of the things as a physician that really kind of upsets, I think, the medical community. You know, here we are talking about what people need to do um, while inconvenience, but what people need to do to keep themselves healthy. And then you have large numbers of patients ignoring that advice and then coming into the hospital sick. Um, I think this debate has been co-opted into a debate about individuals and individualism. And that, I think, is really unfortunate. It's the same argument we heard years ago when people talked about raising the drinking age from 18 to 21. It's the same argument we heard about seatbelts. It's the same argument we heard about smoking in airplanes. I think people need to realize that we live in communities and our individual behaviors impact the community's health. And fundamentally, our reluctance to embrace that communal and shared responsibility is one reason this pandemic has persisted as long as it has. Talk, is there anything else that you want to add? Um, I think it's extremely important that we do everything we can. And I am going to encourage everyone um, who is unvaccinated or everyone who's a parent of a child greater than five years of age 
to get vaccinated against COVID, to go talk to your pediatrician or talk to your physician if you have questions. Um, the vaccines are safe and the vaccines are effective. And if we don't raise our vaccination rates in our communities high enough, we're only going to encourage more of these variants to be created. There is agreement between Dr. Shaw and Bruce Blakeman that it would be good to find some pathway to normalcy, especially for our young people. How we get there and how soon may depend on how the debate over health policies like masking plays out this winter. Our thanks to both our guests for this great conversation this week. The biggest thing we can offer each other is a place to air out points of view and with respect. Eight Eighty In Depth is a production of WCBS News Radio Eight Eighty. Peter Haskell and myself, Tim Sheld, are the executive producers. Special thanks to Sophia Hall this week for her help, and thanks to Dempsey Pilat and the digital team for their support. Find us wherever you get your audio on demand, especially on Apple Podcasts and our favorite, the Odyssey app. Thank you for listening, and please be safe. to the latest on the teams you love here on the Odyssey app. The biggest sports radio stations in the country providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams all in one place. Exclusive interviews with players, coaches, and team executives streaming live and always available on demand. Stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the Odyssey app.